Constance. And I'm Lucinda. And together in our Kids Law podcast, we're going to take a look at the laws that affect children as we grow up. So what are we going to look at in this episode, Emma Constance? Well, I would like to know why we need to have courts and judges and how they treat children if they need to go to court. The system of courts with judges is very old and started about a thousand years ago in the United Kingdom. There were a number of small courts which were run by the local lord of the manor and also the royal court of the king. If people had disputes between themselves or a crime had been committed, they would go and ask the lord or the king to decide who was right or if it was a crime, whether somebody was guilty. The court system, together with the role of judges, has developed over time to meet the changing needs of the countries that make up the United Kingdom and is a really important part of the way that this country works. Let's talk to Lord Chief Justice Burnett, who is the head of the judiciary of England and Wales and the president of the courts of England and Wales. Welcome to our Kids Law podcast. We are so pleased to have you here. Please, can you tell us why we have different types of courts and who decides which case is had in which court? Well, I'm very pleased to be able to join you this afternoon, Alma Constance. Thank you so much for asking me. Well, now we, we have a whole range of different courts in England and Wales which deal with different subject matters. So the one that most people will know about are courts that deal with crimes. When somebody is accused of committing a crime, it's then necessary for a court to decide whether that is proved or not proved. And those courts deal with criminal cases at different levels. Most are dealt with in courts which are called magistrates' courts, and they deal with well over 90%, that's nine out of 10 cases, that are criminal cases. And magistrates are ordinary people who volunteer to sit in the magistrates' court. And they also sit in the courts that deal with cases involving children, called the youth courts. More serious criminal cases go to the Crown Court under the control of a judge, but the decision is made by a jury. And a jury is made up of 12 ordinary people who are chosen at random and go to the court and hear the case and decide whether somebody is guilty or not. Then there are family courts. And unfortunately, families sometimes end up disagreeing about things. There can be arguments about where children should live and so on. Then we have courts which deal with arguments about money. And then finally, we have tribunals. And they deal with uh, disagreements with the government about benefits or about immigration cases and employment. Are there different types of judges for each court and how can you tell them apart? Well, yes, there are different types of judges and the different levels of judges deal with cases of different levels of seriousness. How do you tell them apart? Well, almost all judges in almost all cases sit in ordinary business clothes. There are some courts in which judges wear robes, that's special outfits, and senior criminal court, that's the Crown Court. There, judges still wear wigs and gowns, and we wear them also in the Court of Appeal in some cases. 
And what it does is anonymize, make it difficult for people to look beyond the outfit to who the judge is. And the lawyers who argue the cases also wear wigs and robes in those crown courts. How do courts make their decisions and how can they tell if someone is telling the truth? Well, it's absolutely vital that any judge listens to the argument from both sides and listens to the events that are in question. That's called evidence. And all it means is that somebody will explain what happened. Sometimes also produce documents, letters and statements. And then the judge has to decide who's right and who's wrong. And that's how the system works. It can involve having to decide who's telling the truth and who isn't. It's more usual for everybody to be explaining what they think happened without necessarily making anything up, but often being wrong. So a, a judge has to listen to it all and look at it carefully. Sometimes, unfortunately, people do come along to courts and just tell lies. And usually by looking carefully at everything that we've heard and looking at the documents, it's possible to be pretty clear who's telling lies and who isn't. What powers do courts have when deciding the outcome of a case? A court has different powers when it deals with different types of cases. If it's decided that someone has committed a crime, then the court has to punish them. And Parliament sets the punishments that are available for different crimes. And then the judges make a decision looking at guidelines for the judges and also how similar cases have been dealt with in the past. In family courts, the judges have to decide what should happen with disputes about children or about money and they make an order and then that is what people have to do. The same is true in the courts that decide arguments about money. At the end of the case, somebody will win, somebody won't win. And then the judge decides how much the loser has to pay to the winner. If a person doesn't like the court's decision, what can they do? Well, in any type of case, there is always a, a procedure which allows the person who didn't win to appeal to a higher court. And that can happen only if there is a serious argument that the judge has got it wrong. But that is a protection that ensures there's a higher court that can put it right. As you are the head of the judiciary and the president of the courts of England and Wales, how do you manage the judges and courts? It's a fairly big job. I've just over 400 separate responsibilities that have been laid down by Parliament. It's a good thing that I can ask some people to do some of them for me. But there are some really important functions that I have responsibility for, which include the welfare and the education of all the judges. And keeping the courts operating well takes a great deal of time and energy. And I'm assisted by many other judges at different levels. I've also got about 250 
civil servants in the judicial office who help us manage the judiciary. And then the courts themselves are run by a dedicated service, the courts and tribunal service. And they deal with all the day-to-day -day practical arrangements for running the courts. I'm also responsible for the relationship of the judiciary with parliament and also the relationship of judges with government. And that takes quite a lot of my time. But I'm extremely well supported by other judges and by civil servants. Do you still work as a judge in court? Have you ever had a case involving children? Can you tell us more about what happened? Y yes, <laughs> I do still work as a judge in the courts. I see it as my main job. Although the uh, job of Lord Chief Justice involves a huge amount of uh, administration and running things generally, the most important thing I do is sit in court at a number of different levels because I'm president of the courts of England and Wales and can, can sit in any of them if I choose. And I try to sit in court most weeks. So that's extremely important to me. When I was a high court judge, I dealt with quite a few cases involving children who had been involved in accidents, and that was deciding whether it was someone else's fault and whether they should be given money to make up for the injury that they suffered. In the Court of Appeal, um, from time to time, I hear appeals concerning children in the criminal courts, uh, more often about whether the punishment that was imposed by the court was the right one. And sometimes I've sat on cases which concern children in, and, and whether the decisions of government in comply with the law. And so children come into cases in the courts at every single level. I was very surprised to discover that in England and Wales, the age of criminal responsibility is 10. We heard from Max Hill QC that cases involving children are heard in special courts. How do the courts manage these cases? Well, you're right to be surprised that the age of criminal responsibility is as low as 10. It's higher in most other countries, including Scotland and much higher in most countries in Europe. There's been a long discussion about whether it should be left at 10 or should go up a bit. Now, there are special courts that deal with criminal cases involving children. Those are the youth courts, staffed by magistrates and are very sensitive to the age of the child and quite expert in dealing very carefully with cases involving children. But you shouldn't think that um, just because the age of responsibility is 10, that any child who does something that might be a crime ends up in 
court. The number of children coming to court has fallen in the last 15 to 20 years by 75%. It's very rare for children to come to court unless they are said to have committed a really serious crime. So most children who do things which might be crimes are dealt with by experts called the youth offending team who try to deal with the problems without taking children to court. How has the pandemic affected the courts and how did that work for everyone involved? Well, even before the COVID pandemic, in many courts we were using telephones, we were dealing with video calls in in many courts. But because of the COVID pandemic, it was necessary for all courts to use technology much more than they had done before the pandemic. And just as I guess you and your friends from school and your teachers perhaps took a little bit of time to get used to it, so too did the courts. Uh, Judges took time to get used to it. And a lot of those who come to our courts were also struggling to get used to it. But things have settled down now, and we've learned a lot over the last year. Undoubtedly, we will continue to use technology much more than we did before COVID. I have a question that I ask all of our other guests. What were you like at 10? And what did you imagine you'd go on to be as an adult? Well, that's a very difficult question, and I think I'll have to draw some contrast between life for the 10-year-old today and life when I was 10, which was quite a long time ago. We didn't have any computers. There was no Wi-Fi. There wasn't even television during the day. and There were only three TV channels in the evening, and so we had to find a lot to do for ourselves. I suspect we read quite a lot more than a lot of people do today. But when I was 10, I was living in the uh, countryside. And so I spent a huge amount of my time outside during school holidays. I would just go off for the day on my own. I was fascinated by nature. We lived fairly close to the sea. And so I would go down to the sea. I liked a lot of sport. So I played a lot of sport. I like to think I worked quite hard at school. As to what I imagined I might do as an adult, I think I can say honestly that when I was 10, it hadn't even crossed my mind to begin to think what I might do as an adult. I was too too busy enjoying being a 10-year-old. Thank you so much for helping us understand more about how the courts and judges work. Do you have any final advice for children who want to learn more about law or work in an area that involves law? I I think it's really important that children learn about how our country works. And that involves not only learning about parliament and the government, but also learn something about the law and a little bit about how judges work in what everybody is taught. And why that's quite important, I think, is not only because it's useful to know it, but if children are introduced to the idea of the law, 
then there's more chance that they'll become interested in it and think about careers in the law, going into jobs in the law, or jobs that are surrounding the law. And we need the best people to come to the law. And so the more students and pupils are ta taught about it, the better. Well, Alma, what do you think about what Ian told us? Well, I think that there are many different types of judges and they usually wear suits, not wigs and robes. That magistrate courts deal with about 90% of the criminal cases and the magistrates are normal people rather than trained lawyers. It was interesting that he sits as a judge most weeks and he thinks that's a very important part of his role. Also, I was pleased that he agrees with us that children ought to learn more about the way that the law works in this country. And he would like to see more people understanding law generally. In our podcast, we've been exploring how laws work and affect young people. It's important to know about the world we live in and also to feel that we're able to take part as we get older. It's a very good idea that people from all types of backgrounds become involved in the legal system so that there is a wide range of experience and views. But it is also important that children know that they should be kept safe and that adults must care for them. Remember, if you have any worries, talk to an adult you trust and tell them how you feel. This includes your teachers at school as they are there to look after you too. So tell them that you need to talk to them. You can find more information on kidslaw.info website. Keep your questions coming in. Please subscribe, rate and share with your friends. See you soon in the next episode.